popping. Those are not actually gunshots. Yes. Um, we have exchanged the, the sounds of birds for... <laughs> Fireworks. The fireworks. So you can guess as to what time of year we were recording this conversation. All right, but we actually have a question to, to start us out with. This is the first question that we're going to answer from a p- listener, potential listener, I guess, since this is sort of pre-release uh, of the show. Yeah. You want to go ahead and read I it for us? I guess they submitted a question through the website. Yeah. Yeah, I can read it. Uh, many companies are struggling to hire enough quality employees... How have you navigated this aspect of running your business? Hmm. I remember hearing quality employees. You know, sometimes when someone will say a certain word, you like fixate on it and then you mm-hmm. realize that you were supposed to keep listening. <laughs> Do I need to read it again? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, but all right. This time uh, I've already got quality sort of like plugged in there. So go ahead. Yeah. Read it again. Many companies are struggling to hire enough quality employees. How have you navigated this aspect of running your business? Hmm. Okay. So it's not necessarily assuming that we have succeeded in having quality employees. It's just recognizing that, generally speaking, this you know era of business, that everyone is struggling in this way. Um, is that how you understood it? Or do you think that they're assuming that we have quality employees? I think because they're familiar with honeymoon that they, I mean, we get so many comments about how great our employees are, that there is a, an assumption there. Okay. Yeah. I would say that there are times when we'll, we'll talk to like, uh, on a panel or something like that Mm -hmm. and, and hear, uh, about other challenges that business owners have. And that one does feel unique that we don't really have that issue as much to where you're giving me that look of <laughs> I'm just like, pride don't say comes it, before don't the say fall. <laughs> so uh, in our household, I'm Jessica's sending kids, him daggers right now. Yeah. Jessica's kids all they, they know, like that's her number one saying. Pride comes before the fall. So if you say anything that can be interpreted as prideful. So I wasn't meaning it in a prideful way, it's just like as a matter of fact, we don't actually have to post and say, Now hiring. Yeah. Please fill out an application. Like I drove through McDonald's today for my son, and as we were gonna place our order, there was a mailbox that was put out on the like right by where you place your order, and on the outside of the mailbox, all it said was blank applications. Oh, they just had like a Dropbox? You weren't even drop. You were to pick it up. These were blank applications that you were presumably supposed to was grab, there? fill out, okay, bring back on your next. Okay. You know. Well, I think I've always said I think we're a little bit fortunate because a coffee shop has a certain mystique to it and a lot of people um, like just the mystery of how to um, pull an espresso shot, pour a latte art, those type of things is like very interesting for people. So I think we are kind of have a leg up in that regard. Well, I think it's a mystery of like how my car's engine works. And, And I don't know if there are people banging down the doors of the oil chain shop either. Yeah. But you know, like, if you think about our demographic, you know, like a a teen or a early 20-something, it just sounds like a fun job to do. I mean, even when I wanted to open a coffee shop, what did I do? 
I went and worked at a coffee shop because I knew that that was going to be like the experience that I needed. Yeah. Now that that's kind of interesting. Like, do you remember what you expected when you had that first first job? You would have been what thirty five. Something were you like want to? Were you? Did you feel a little out of place in your age with like some of the rest <laughs> of your? No, I, I don't. I mean, we we know lots of people. You were at Starbucks, okay? So we can disclose that. SB. Yeah, there's lots of of people from all sorts of different age groups that will work particularly at Starbucks because they do offer excellent benefits um, for their employees, even part-time employees. I would say that most of the people were younger than me, but there was also some that were older than me. So it was like a mix of people. Okay. So you didn't feel out of place from that. But like, as you were trying to answer that question, you talked about mystery and is that what you like is it like were you projecting that? Like were you expecting that the mysteries of how to pull an espresso <laughs> shot would be revealed to you? Howard well, Schultz would uh I mean I I think for me it's just I wanted to be prepared. So to be prepared, you have to have experience. Hmm. And it didn't at all really prepare me for owning a coffee shop. It was a totally different animal. Hmm. But it did prepare me in certain ways like how to handle um an upset customer, how to handle the stress of like a rush and things that are kind of unique to our business. So the way that you've answered the question so far, you sort of put our type of business, our industry, like in a certain category. Do you get the sense that Starbucks is experiencing the same sort of blessed number of applications <laughs> that, that we are? Or is that something you think is more reserved for local coffee shops? Well, I wasn't done answering the question. Oh, I said me. we had a little leg up there. I, I appreciate the snappiness. <laughs> but I also feel like we do a lot that we work really hard on our culture and put extra effort into that. And so I do think that when people walk into Honeymoon they recognize that and they say, I would like to be a part of something like that. Hmm. All right. Well, that brings like a whole bunch of other sort of questions up for me in how do you sort of filter for culture when you're just meeting somebody in the context of an interview or even before that in the context of, um, in our case, an, an online submitted written application yeah and and we're not perfect at it and it it's taken a lot of practice and i still have misses sometimes but i feel like we're starting to we're starting to see patterns that are helpful and able to like we just recently added some more questions to the online application just just to get a little more of their personality um a little more of their responses you know did they take time to fill it out did they just give us like a quick one-liner and those types of things um we talked about adding you know a second interview making it a little bit harder to get a job and help try to filter some of that so so this person's question is about how much of a struggle it is right now for people to get quality employees and your response is let's make it harder (laughs) did that sound bad i mean if pride comes for the fall you may just want to check yourself the heights you're about to drop from (laughs) gosh i wasn't trying to um we've got so many applicants we need to make it harder well okay that is the reality though that without advertising 
people are going to our website and we're getting probably two or three, sometimes up to five applications a day. Yes. So I'm not, it's more of just like a factual thing, like you said. And some of that is that we have multiple locations and we're a single company. And so we're, it's not just, you know, one, one coffee shop getting that many applications, but it, it really is the case that we can be more selective Mm -hmm. and that's not just based on volume, I don't think, but it, it is, I do think it comes down to some of those things that you just mentioned about the culture and that you can make a hire that upsets the culture fairly quickly. Yeah. And I, I know that, um, drama is something that you avoid, <laughs> you, like you hate and avoid. Mm-hmm. And if, if someone starts to, um, stir the it, pot, well, yeah, whether they stir the pot intentionally or, or just something about how they're affecting the culture to you shows up as drama. That's that's definitely something to where well, it's it, it gets addressed quickly. When I see a person that focuses on them um, individually instead of the team and what's best for the team, hmm. I start to see some yellow and red flags there. But, I mean, we talked about this this week a little bit. So, I mean, it was interesting that this question came up. We had a staff, like an all-store, so all of our different shops shindig at our house last weekend. The all-shop shindig. <laughs> Which is normally, we do soup night in the in the winter, but we were like, we can't do soup in the summer, so what else can we call it? We had, you know, a really big turnout from one of our locations, and then a much smaller turnout from our other two shops. Mm-hmm. And... It just got us kind of talking about what it looks like in the future. It's getting harder to know every single employee. For us as owners. Yeah. 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 And that's been like a hard pill for me to swallow. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of easy to to think and hope that you are going to be able to maintain the intimacy of relationships as growth happens but it's like with anything, I mean, I don't know, you think of your high school friends when you go to college, or you think of your college friends when you go to, you know, the real world, it's it's difficult to maintain relationships when you're not in the same space all the time. And we can't divide ourselves, you know, more than two. Like you can be somewhere and I can be somewhere. Yeah. But we, we actually can't be in four places at once. And so <laughs> we try to have these days where we, <laughs> we try to do like a marathon of, of going to every shop and, and then also the West Side where we're um, it's under construction. And so it's just can be really exhausting to do that. So I think that actually is I mean, I'm trying to look at it maybe with a, a silver lining, but the the silver lining of not being able to be in every shop every day for an extended amount of time to hit every you know team member mm-hmm. is that that opens up that opportunity for the managers or what we call shopkeepers to be able to check in and take care of their specific localized crew in such a way which which might be unique for somebody who's you know that age yeah and and if I'm being honest, I had a hard time going from one store to two because you have to give up a lot of control. And then now I'm finding now that we have 50 plus employees, 
I can't actually have that personal like working relationship with all of them. And so it's realizing that we need to keep pouring into our operations and our management team so that they can keep pouring into the team. But like, I so badly want that respect or something like where I'm, I'm there doing dishes with you. Sure. <laughs> on yeah, shift. Yeah. And for, yeah, dishes was always, you know, a helpful sort of like camaraderie builder. You know, you'd, you'd show up after, you know, a five hour <laughs> just, just getting slammed and they've got nothing. You walk in, you see their faces and they're just like, help. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And you're, you're literally, you roll up your sleeves and you get there and you you do dishes for like 90 minutes and you help them get caught up and you sort of set a tone of, hey, we've got this. And um, that that was that was a really sort of fun thing that we got to do even more than we get to do now. I know. And, and now I feel like it's going a little bit off the question. But for me, I'm having like struggles as we grow with my identity and it might be partially because like my youngest just graduated from high school and is getting ready to go to college. And, you know, your kids are all in high school or going into college. Oh. And it's like this realization that I'm not needed as much. And we have like a capable operations team. It used to be that we were doing all of these things. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out what my new routine is and what your new yeah. routine is now that we Oh, I've noticed you trying us. to figure out my routine. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what your routine should be. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving back from a tournament with my son and Jessica is sitting here trying to, to nudge me into really blocking out my entire day and knowing exactly what's going to get done and when. And I, I, and I, and I know that I would just be so disappointed tomorrow because you'll say like, <laughs> I'm going to do this from eight to 10 and this from 10 to 12. And then you'll totally do something completely the opposite just to make me mad. Probably. That's why I do it. Yeah. Just to make you mad. And we will both just end up being frustrated. Yeah. Well, let's, let's attempt to, to bring it back around to, to this, this question and see if we can give a, a satisfactory answer to, you know, how we navigate, uh, I think that might have been the word that was used, or at least that's what I remember from it, you know, getting quality employees. And so maybe some of it is the type of business that we do. It's 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 a sexy kind of thing. You know, ooh, I'm going to work at a coffee shop. I sometimes go to a coffee shop and pay to be, you know, in a space like that. And so people kind of do have a romanticized idea of maybe what's involved in it. It's like, I have once had a really meaningful conversation with my barista. I would love to do that, you know, every day and get paid and get free coffee. What could just, be better? I just saw like an Instagram reel and it was a barista. She was cleaning and she was like, you know, the caption was like, you know, everyone thinks that being a barista is, you know, making latte art. But 75% of the time I'm cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Truth. Accurate. Yeah. So some element is the, the, the type of business, the industry that we're in. But if there is some sort of differentiating factor, you think it comes down to being intentional about the culture that you create and protect. Yes. I do always say protect the team. So we've had to make some difficult decisions at times mm. when we've noticed a particular person you know, causing problems. 
even if they're not intending to cause problems, there's just some sort of cultural misalignment. Yes. And that... And maybe it's us. Maybe we didn't do a good enough job, like, casting the vision and telling them what our mission is. This might be a, a provocative question back to you, but we, we do exist in a, a single community. And so there would be sort of word of mouth. Like if, if we were terrible, awful employers, there probably would be some word of mouth saying, oh, definitely don't work for them. They, you know, I mean, sacrifice babies I, or, I you know. I see that for other employers sometimes online. Sure. You hear things and wonder, you know, is this just a jaded, you know, individual or, you know, is there a pattern here that speaks to the actual culture? Right. So do you think, do you think anything like that, you know, might exist that we're not aware of or the fact that we're still getting a, a lot of employees applications is yeah, a good I, sign? I, I think for us... Not to say that we've we've had to fire people, okay? And we've had tough conversations with people. There's only been a couple that it ended really poorly. So I'm not saying that there couldn't be anyone out there saying negative things, but I think there's an overwhelming positive tone. Even a lot of people that used to work for us, you know, we're still friends with them when they move on to their next chapter. And... That has been so interesting is the people when, when you do, so, so I got some, some really powerful advice at one time saying you can never fire somebody too quickly. Like once you know that you have to part ways, do it as soon as possible because there's no such thing as, you know, oh, I did it too soon. It's like when you know, you know, take care of it. Yeah, I think I said that to you once. I just have never had an experience with an employee where it started poorly and it somehow like corrected itself. I mean, I can think of a couple like off the top of my head to where it stabilized, but okay. it's I, I do think that there are going to be asking for names later. <laughs> yeah, off the record. <laughs> Honeymoon after dark. Um <laughs> No, but but I think you're right. It, it's like when, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it tends to be that if if something feels off, it's at least a sign that you need to address something. Just even if it's just to make sure that you're reading the situation incorrectly. Yeah. But chances are, you are sort of sensing into something, and I think it does maybe speak to the fact that that's just it it is a value to us is to have a positive culture yeah absolutely i would not want to do this if i didn't enjoy being around the people yeah yeah so i think that uh hopefully answers that question maybe since i gave you such a weird provocative you know reframing let me let me ask you one final question around this do you think that there are some people that have had such positive experiences in their time with us that they have gone on to even recommend others to work with us because it was so good so positive it's like yeah. what a great place to work i mean it's actually one of our questions on our application do you know anyone that works at honeymoon and a lot of times people are getting recommended by their friends that work for us so yeah in fact if i could like think of 
you know, as we are getting older, if I could think of like a really cool legacy sort of um, from this chapter of our lives, however long it lasts, um, you know, Isn't that weird to think about. It kind it, of is. It's, it's so hard. I'll, all the time, I'm like, "How is this going to end?" <laughs> I want to know how is this going to end. <laughs> so, Mr. Holland's Opus, we're going to have like this scene where all of our employees come back and they they make the world's biggest cappuccino for us. I, I just imagine them speaking at our funerals. I mean, that's basically what Mr. Holland's Opus is, except he's alive. Okay. Spoiler alert. I mean, it's a 30 year old movie, but like. They come together oh. and they celebrate. Did you make me watch that? I think I did. Okay. Well, at least oh. I made you watch the beginning of it. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't really watch it closely. It was really long. Yes, and really amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Because this teacher... This is teacher... part of our relationship where, um, number one, I don't remember movie titles. Or actual movies. Or I, mean, I was going to say, or, or plot lines, it. or characters, or actors, <laughs> or actresses. I um, typically fall asleep. So Mr. Holland, played by Richard Dreyfus, he has this, you know, decades of experience of um, investing in students, he thinks, you know, inspiring them to play music, you know, and then they go off and do things that are unmusic related, or so he thinks. Mm -hmm. But the impact he has in their lives ends up setting them on different trajectories. And they're appreciative of it, and, and they love him, and they come back and they they play this song that he had written, you know, in his early days, and his dream was always to perform this, but he got, quote-unquote, stuck being a teacher. And then his big revelation is, oh, this is my life's work, is investing in these young people who are now not-so-young people. And honestly, yeah, that would be, like, an amazing legacy to have. Yeah, because when I think about it, I'm like, really, you die, and besides your kids, really, there's not a lot of legacy, you could get a road named after you, like Bob Jones. Yeah, you could. But, I mean, we have all of these employees that we have had interactions with and got to pour into, even if it's for a season. Yeah. Well, and Bob and has... really cool. Just a shout-out to Bob Jones. He, he has so many people who have so many stories about how he's invested in them, and he's somebody I look up to in that same sort of way. So, yeah. Well, thank you for the, the question. Uh Oh, faithful customer and listener to our, our, our <laughs> podcast and hasn't even published an episode yet as of this recording. But um, appreciate the conversation you got to stir with my wife and I. And babe, I'm going to let you have the last word. I love you. I love you too? Is that what you wanted me to say? Well, if I answer, then it won't be the last word. Okay, last word. Honeymoon Coffee Company podcast is brought to you by our website at honeymooncoffeeco.com. And if joining our crew is something that you're interested in, even though Jessica has made it a bit harder, we think you can still figure it out on our website. You can also now subscribe to have coffee beans delivered to your door from the Evansville Coffee Company every two weeks or every month. So follow the link on our homepage for that. As always, if you have a question for Jessica or me or both of us, you can submit that on our website as well. Again, honeymooncoffeeco.com. We're truly proud of our crew and we wanted to let you hear from a couple of them directly in our last segment today, which we recorded as they were heading into their final weekend shifts. We very much appreciated having Nate and Elizabeth working for us. And we hope that you appreciate listening to this conversation as well. Cheers. Hey, babe. Hey. 
We're back on the patio on our back porch, and there's going to be some additional voices in the podcast today. I know. I'm excited. So we have a couple of special guests. Nate and Elizabeth are actual another married couple, honeymoon couple, if you will, that have just wrapped up their tenure with Honeymoon, and they have a new adventure in New York City uh, that they're about to embark on. And we thought it would be fun to invite them over to reflect on their experiences as being employees with us, being a younger married couple, <laughs> and kind of the role that, that coffee and coffee shops have kind of played in your lives. So why don't we start out with uh, whoever feels like they should go first, you know, inter- introduce themselves. Who's going first? Uh, hi, uh, I'm Nate. <laughs> yep. Um, I work at Honeymoon as a barista. I just graduated from the University of Evansville. And yeah, we're taking off to New York soon, so... We're excited about that one. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth. I'm also a barista at Honeymoon. I just graduated from the University of Evansville, and now I'm starting as a student at Columbia in New York. I love how you both said it like in the present tense, like you're still Honeymoon yes. baristas. We yes, we have two, two more, more shifts. Okay, I, I love it. Um, <laughs> today, one. So you all are both not originally from Evansville, though, right? No. no. So who wants to tell the story? How'd you meet? We met in high school in Oregon, in Redmond, Oregon. Uh, we did theater. I was a junior in high school, and it was a senior when we started dating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a production called Big Fish, um, and so we met with that. And um, we actually like our first time hanging out was at a coffee shop. Yeah. It wasn't like a cool little one. It was you know of course like Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> um, still okay, a coffee shop. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean the f- first time that we hung out was at a coffee shop, which yeah. is kind of cool to see where we are now. <laughs> and you guys are only our second married couple that we've ever had true, at Honeymoon, true. so that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I want, I want like, do we joke, because I'm like the romantic one in our relationship, and Jessica's like, let's let's get to the brass tacks. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like paint a picture for me, all right. So what kind of Starbucks was this? No, so you guys, you meet, I mean, is it a group? Is it a date? Like you said, like, uh, like I-, I want details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, so like we said, we were in a show, Big Fish. I had asked her if she wanted to read lines. But like, Smooth. obviously, mm-hmm. like, that we, wasn't, we the, that wasn't the plan at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so of course we didn't memorize or read probably a single line. But if it didn't work out, we had like a fallback option. Like if the conversation wasn't going well, we could read lines. Okay. Yeah. So, saved us so from it was kind of like a, yeah. yeah. That was smart. Yeah. Thank you. So were you, were you, were you, were you like hoping that it was more than just yes. reading lines? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So like, uh, I mean, love at first sight or love at first uh, lines, uh, like like the, the sparks were there pretty early on? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we had already been in class with each other for like <laughs> a long semester. time, <laughs> for like six months. Um, but then, the, uh, yeah, I kind of was just like, well, why not? Time to make <laughs> Yeah, time to go <laughs> for it or, or not, <laughs> you know? And All right, so Nate, you're a senior at this point. Elizabeth's a junior, so you are making plans mm-hmm. for uh, possibly leaving there. I mean, did you already know that Evansville was in your future, or, or when did... Because that's all the way across the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was deciding between a few, and the one that, like, f- one financially made the most sense, but w- kind of had the most of what I was wanting to do, was Evansville. And so, like... Yikes! Yeah, that was kind what of a, what far. A great, you know, it has to be a culture we shock. We literally, <laughs> you know, I think I left 
four or five months after, after we started so. dating. So, you know. What a great time was, to start a relationship. I know, right? That's to. what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. It was now or and never. And you were leaving, like, um, the coffee mecca of the United States and coming to Evansville. Yeah. So did you hear about Honeymoon right away? Did it take you time? Because we're, like, really close to the U of E campus. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about Honeymoon day one. Okay. Uh, I mean, the school, the, ver- the school very much informs the students, like, during okay. orientation. They, like, tell us what's around, and mm. they're always like, if you are going to ever go anywhere to get coffee, go to Honeymoon. Because okay. it's right across Good the street, and they just, they just talk about, you know, yeah. they talked about how much it was just, like, student welcome and friendly, yeah. and, you know, we're oh, our hours are a little later, so, you know, after classes, they you recommended that as a study, study point. Yeah. Since the library. Nice. <laughs> so do you, do you actually remember place. your first experience coming into the shop as a customer? Yes, I do. Ethan oh. made me my latte. Nice. <laughs> I remember it very clearly, actually, because he had a Ben Rector t-shirt on. Wow. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, I love Ben Rector too. <laughs> you guys bonded. It was, it was the t-shirt. So if we would have had like company uniforms, like... The, the history or the future, you know, would have been completely different. Yeah, so shout out to Ethan Probably. Price, who is, uh, you actually mentioned him without realizing you were mentioning him, the other uh, married couple, and yeah. I mean, one, one half of that married <laughs> yeah. couple. Okay, so you, you're a customer, uh, you're a student, excuse me, uh, studying theater, and Elizabeth's back home, and you guys are like, hey, we're going to maintain this long-term relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we ever even talked about doing long distance. We were just like, kind of figured we'd just do it. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. So yeah. your plans, Elizabeth, didn't probably involve Evansville before Nate came into your life, right? No, I had never heard of the school. And then I went to visit Nate in October. And of what year? Of 2019. Okay. And Pre-pandemic. Yes, pre-pandemic. And I met all the English professors because I knew I wanted to be a literature major at that point. And most schools don't have literature programs anymore. They just have English. And I just didn't want to do grammar for four Mm. years. (laughs) I didn't think that sounded super fun. (laughs) So I met all the professors. I was like, oh my gosh, I think this might be the perfect school for me. I couldn't even believe it. But yeah, that it was between like that and one other school really for me at the end. And it just made sense to do Evansville. So one year behind, you join Nate out in Evansville. Yeah. So now we're in 2020? 2020. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And the pandemic has begun. So this is fall of 2020 at this point. Yeah. Okay. So when does the, the next step to where you, Nate, become a honeymoon employee? Or you think, hey, I, I want to maybe work here? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think timeline-wise. Just COVID makes everything so blurry. Yeah. Um, I think it was... Ne- it was just, it was just last October twenty twenty two yeah twenty twenty two so it was Your senior it was year. still very recent yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, I was working at another place and <laughs> not to be named <laughs> not to be named okay. I'm not talking badly about the place but it just it was sometimes hard like finding time to get away from school mm. because it was very much like. It would be like a nighttime-based job, mm-hmm. whereas honeymoon was cool because I was able to work mornings before classes because mm. um, I'm also I'm a theater performance major, and so we'd have rehearsal from five to eleven or six yeah. to eleven at night. Theater people are basically work. vampires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was nice having a job that I could do before all that stuff because that just it was so much easier. 
<laughs> and were you uh, were you recommended from uh, a fellow theater major slash honeymoon employee? Yes, yes, Riley, <laughs> Riley <laughs> Miller, who is also now in New York, um, just a couple blocks from where we'll be at. Um, yeah, but she recommended me. So you guys are married. I oh, 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 I skipped a stage. So like, you go to school, <laughs> you work a honeymoon, but then you guys start your your honeymoon period when? Like when when did like you say, hey, we're you know, young 20-somethings in the year 2020-whatever, let's get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we just kind of knew we were going to get married anyway. Hmm. So I just Why figured we? we may as well just get married. How we're soon How way. soon after you guys had the Starbucks date did you're like, oh, this is, this is the one. This is the person I'm going to marry. It was, it was probably during, yeah, it was, if not before I left, but definitely during... I think Long during distance. the first, yeah. Yeah. Just because you true truly could see that, like, even though it sucked, like, just having those natural conversations, even if they were through the phone, it was so easy. Mm. And it didn't feel like it, it was, like, built yeah. into the schedule, like, making time. It just, it just flowed pretty easily. Yeah. I think which... we kind of knew early on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then it becomes the practical aspect of let's set a date, let's set a place. So when give us the timeline. When when did you propose, or did when did you propose? <laughs> Nate proposed. We got engaged in September of twenty twenty one. I was nineteen and he was twenty. How did he do it? Uh, in Newburgh, actually, kind of by Where? the Newburgh honeymoon along the river. Really? Yeah. Before it was the that, before it was a honeymoon in, yes. in the little garden. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My I'm, sister got married there. Really? Oh, really? That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Romance in the air. Got engaged yeah. there. And then, yeah. So then, then it's time to plan the wedding. We got married eight months after we got engaged in June 2022. Zach was not going to let you guys get away with the very brief answer you gave. <laughs> He's correct. now asking for every single detail. This is correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's awesome. Great. Because it's it. I feel like it is rare for someone your age at your stage of life to like be married and to yeah, like sure. seemingly <laughs> like have a successful, you know, marriage. And the fact that, um, we, we haven't, we did sort of share this a little bit, but then you guys also end up working together at the same coffee shop. Yeah. So sure. you're married in 2022 and it's Nate's senior year. Got to figure out the rest of the details, get a, get a job, got to, you know, be the breadwinner, <laughs> the family, you know, while you're going to school and you start this job. And then at what point are you like coming home and be like, hey, babe, maybe you should work here, too? Yeah. Well, I mean, Elizabeth has had barista experience in the that past. That was my first job. Um, and she was looking, I think, for I a job. I wanted to work at a coffee at, shop. Uh, yeah, at a coffee shop or a bookstore mm -hmm. and I was I don't know I think one time one day I literally was just like there's a job open. I work at, <laughs> I work at a coffee shop and you know Why I don't see you, you enough I don't you know I'm sure that if you wanted a job you they might hire you so you know they seem if to you're, like me I know I, it was just yeah it was like if you're tired of looking for a job um I know of a coffee shop that yeah you might be able to work at so. Yeah, so how often did you guys work on shift together? I'm curious about this. Not, Not that often. Because I feel like when I looked at the schedule, it would be like 
Nate in the morning, Elizabeth in the afternoon. Yeah. And you might see each other for like a little overlap. Yeah, we see each other in passing, but we didn't have any like actual shifts together usually. Next few days we have some shifts together though. Yeah. Was that a result of your schedule or you asked the manager to... <laughs> Whatever you do, do yeah. not schedule me with her. Yeah. Keep the peace. Um, I No, I don't, I don't think it was... You worked like, two jobs, so he needed... That's true. Some consistent, yeah. yeah. When me and Zach work together, sometimes if I'm on the bar and he's right next to me taking orders, I'll be like rolling my eyes because he's like taking forever to take someone's order, and then we'll like start we'll start bickering sometimes in front of customers. No, it never happened. Okay, so you guys did didn't get to work together that much. You are going to get to work together a little bit more in the future, but um, do you guys? I, Nate, I, I know you and I have talked about this before, but don't you guys kind of have a little bit of a, a dream to maybe someday do more of this? Uh, like whether it's coffee or, or books or plants, like yeah. tell a little bit about, about that dream. Well, I'm a literature major and I want to get my PhD in literature. So after I'm a professor or during, I don't know, I just think it'd be so fun to own a bookshop and I feel like you have to have coffee at a bookshop. Sure. <laughs> so I think it'd be really fun to have a little bookshop with a coffee bar in it. You guys could definitely Someday. do it. You we'll got the see. experience. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be <Yeah>. fun, though. <laughs> and Nate, acting is is kind of that's that's dream number one. That's that's goal number one. And kind of famously, actors sometimes have to gig <laughs> yeah. around at coffee shops or yeah. restaurants, you know, to, to 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 make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. That's like where my mind is set is trying to go down that road. But you know, there are so many other things that I enjoy doing that if it doesn't work out. I still, you know, have this great degree and experience in a variety of so many other jobs um, <laughs> that I think it will be okay. Be so well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. Well, has has the experience of like being in a, a a locally run kind of mom and pop coffee shop? Like, what what are some of the things that you guys learn from this? I know you said you already had experience at other places as well, but did you learn anything, or were you exposed to, to things that made that? Uh, dream more exciting or less exciting or more real or less real I think it I think it definitely made it more exciting and it was you know working at kind of you know a locally smaller owned business that is still growing right now um, what was great I think for the aspect of us being students um, just because being so close to the university as students it was a lot easier to like work with the schedules. And I mean, you both and uh, the other managers are just understanding when school conflicts come up. Whereas other jobs that I've worked <laughs> here, mm. it's, it's kind of harder to like m move that schedule. Um, just, you know, if you had a project that you needed to work on and you forgot, like people at Honeymoon were always there to just like cover for you and that was so nice because <laughs> you might not size. get that yeah the size of the coffee shop in general is just nice and like mm -hmm. even though there's multiple locations it still feels small and like I've worked at like a more corporate type place mm -hmm. and you know you're completely out of touch with the CEOs and so I think it's even that <laughs> connection like you know you know the owners and you know your manager well I mean you're friends with your manager mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. such a different experience to like working somewhere bigger true that's really nice <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we try to find that balance between making it feel like a family and understanding that it has to still run like a business. And, yeah. you know, if you're scheduled for something, you got to 
show up or you know find ways to get that kind of covered mm -hmm. but when you we do sort of take care of each other that way you know you guys have covered other people's shifts as well like that that flexibility and communication mm -hmm. understanding and support is something that we've always you know been really proud of when we see it when the team really kind of comes together that way yeah yeah and it was nice to kind of hear your experience with it because i think as we grow that's one of our biggest pain points is still staying in touch with everyone and keeping the soul of honeymoon and not becoming a corporate place where everything looks the same so that's kind of like good feedback for us. Yeah, I've never went and had a cheeseburger with <laughs> a CEO of another company before. <laughs> uh, was I, I asked Nate if he wanted to go to lunch, and and like I, I think were you on like a vegetarian kick at that at that moment? Yeah. I, I think was like, I was trying to be yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to be vegetarian. I was like, you gotta get this double cheeseburger with bacon, and and like I mean, it is just a mountain of meat, it and he's cute. like. But well, I have to say, this is at a Mexican restaurant that Zach was, gets a cheeseburger. Yeah, I'm I, like, what are you doing? It might be the best, I understand the best cheeseburger. Yeah, it was I mean, very good. It's it kind of insane. Yeah. Did you knock him off his vegetarian kick? Perhaps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's never gone back. Oh, no. No. <laughs> but it was uh, it, it was fun. And, and like that was a that was a good moment for us because we, we do we we have been growing and it's and it's neat. Um, but. What was also neat for us is to be able to, to bring in quality people like yourselves and we can just sort of look at the schedule, look on the camera even and be like, oh, Nate and Elizabeth are there. It's we can good. trust them. <laughs> Everything's good. So, you know, being able to 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 be responsible is, is something that, you know, we, we look for in team members. And uh, I think both Jessica and I have a real high hopes for, for both of you with, with whatever you're going to do next and, and how much you have uh, showed up for, for us and our team and yeah. Customers. We, and, and, Customers and, love and, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, finding out that you're going to be really close to Riley, who also worked for us, I think we need to plan a, a honeymoon a New, New York, York trip. Coffee do trip. it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> we can go to all the coffee shops. That's always things that kind of inspire us if we're feeling kind of low energy in our business. It's like let's go somewhere and visit some other shops, and it's just that energy that you get from a renewal of having a few days off and also getting to see <laughs> totally. what other people are doing. Yeah. Well, when you said renewal, that made me think of like the whole renewal of vows and like the the honeymoon spirit. <laughs> like, how do you keep you know the the spark you know alive? If, years you know you guys are literally in the honeymoon phase right now like what are you guys looking forward to you know in the the short and medium term with careers and and relationships how, how far out is the plan about a year <laughs> just kidding <laughs> we have the next year planned okay and then your lease is a year yep our okay. lease is a year my program's a year <laughs> and then I'll be applying to schools. I don't know what's gonna happen with theater with Nate. I think we're just kind of yeah. I love that taking though. It's so I love that you're little. you're not you're okay with like whatever happens because you know you guys have each other. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There, I mean, there is no set plan. I mean, I don't think you can have one moving to New York yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. there are so many huge opportunities. Yeah. I mean, with the realm of you know what I'm trying to go into and then. Elizabeth was schooling like yeah yeah crazy yeah. things could happen <laughs> in the next year but yeah. I have no idea but it's I think we're ready time. yeah ready yeah. for whatever the when and the where is up in the air yes. but the who is not yes 
Exactly. It's decided. <laughs> it is. It so is. <laughs> I am romantic. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, appreciate you guys. Everything you did for us while you're yes, employed. We're gonna miss you, you guys yeah. so much. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're, well, yeah. we're gonna. We were talking job. about it yesterday. <laughs> we were job. like. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you'll ha- eventually this weekend have your last, you know, cup, wall on shift, and and if we can make it happen, we can join you and raise a glass and toast you we definitely will so thank you yeah cheers all right (laughs) till next time cheers hey thanks for listening to the show this week if you'd like to learn more about honeymoon coffee company check them out on instagram facebook and tiktok if you'd like to submit a question for a future episode visit honeymooncoffeeco.com forward slash podcast this podcast was produced by Wally Opus with editing by Brooklyn Hoffeditz, music composed by Sam Cuban, and project management by me, Wesley Luttrell. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again soon.